0: What is up? Welcome back to Becoming the Character. It's the voice of the podcast, Dallas Prater. Um, You know, there's a summit that we're doing coming up on September 28th called the Becoming the Hero Summit. So go to Clubhouse. It's down in the description below to join that summit. But uh, today I just wanted to pump out a quick episode because I've been away for a few days. um, Just getting preparation, uh, just getting my life together and things like that. You know, uh, working in a new place, uh, things like that. And so what I want to talk about in today's episode is that, you know, a lot of people, they don't want to become characters. They don't want to become heroes and and voices in their community, in their niche, uh, because of the time constraints. Uh, it'll take, they feel like it'll, it'll take a lot of time it'll take a lot of energy it'll take a lot of effort. And so I want to talk a little bit about that in today's episode. Um, you know, uh. This is something that a lot of people around me talk about, you know, because I hang out with people who all aspire extremely big, you know. This is some things that I hear every day, man. I just want the life that I want. I just want to be rich already. I just want this. I just want that. Like even me to go back to the work environment, you know, uh, after four years of being at this game and really just making almost zero dollars net, it's it's a soul crushing feeling at times. Um, And a lot of people don't want to get into the game of, of. becoming the voice of their community because the time it'll take and most of that time is spent in a loss of status, a deficit of status, because you, you know, like, Oh, you're an entrepreneur. Yeah. Oh, that just really means you're unemployed. Like, um, and so it's a tough thing for a lot of people. But, uh, if you remember, or if you've ever heard about this, there was an experiment that was done a long time ago. Um, and it was, it was, it was called the cookie experiment. Um, and essentially what the experiment was, they were, they put, they placed children in a room and, um, essentially what the, what the, what they had the children do was they gave them a cookie and they told the children, uh, cause obviously your child, you want this cookie. Like we as k- people who are becoming voices, of our community, becoming characters, building our audience, building our tribe, building our mass movement. We want the cookie. Um, and they told these children like, okay, you can have this cookie. You can eat it. You know, and many people can have the cookie. They can't eat it. Entrepreneurship without rules, um, because I do place a lot of rules and boundaries upon myself uh, it is pretty simple. It's pretty easy. I can go get venture capital today and create a huge business. You know, I can go and uh, create a, a business uh, of a proven model, uh, which will limit my, you know, you know, ability to expand like a ghostwriting business, which I've made a couple thousand in ghostwriting already before I stopped doing it because it was the wrong model um, for what I wanted to do in the future and how I wanted to impact the world. I can go and create a ghostwriting business right now. It wouldn't be that hard. Um, it would be probably pretty easy. You can have the cookie. So they were telling these kids, like, you can have the cookie right now, but if you wait, you know what I'm saying, until we come back and you don't touch this cookie, we'll give you another one. Um, and this is a real experiment they did in life. And, uh, so, you know, you know, they, they walked out of the room for a couple minutes. I don't really remember how much, but, uh, you know, you know, I have to, Selected so like period of time, predefined period of time. They came back and, you know, the kids who ate one cookie, uh, they didn't get another cookie. And the kids who didn't touch their cookie, they gave them two cookies and they were rewarded. And so what they did from there is track those kids' performance throughout life and in, in, in things like that. You know, um, and so what they found in their studies is the kids who waited until they got a second cookie, uh, did profoundly more better in life, whether it be, you know, earnings in life, you know, test scores and in, in throughout schooling. Uh, they just found them to be financially and, you know, spiritually and, and health wise in a far better place in life than the kids who took the one cookie and accepted that instead. Um, and the principle I think this demonstrates clearly is that, you know, instant gratification is the enemy of progress. And those who have the ability to delay gratification will uh, find better results in in what it is that they they're trying to do. Um, Anybody can get a cookie right now. You know, I've been in here for four years. Uh, I've been out of high school probably five years now. I could have gone to college and got a career and immediately I would have been where I would be for the rest of my life. I would have been at the zenith. Um, I would have been at a place where I have all the status I would ever need, all the money that I would need. I would, I would be pretty comfortable and my parents would approve it because they love me going to college. I could have the cookie if I wanted to. Um, just like I could go and sell drugs. I could have the cookie if I wanted to. But, you know, uh, if I'm able to delay gratification, then maybe I might just get two. You know, and for a lot of people, it's this way. You know, I was listening to an audio by, I think, um... Just blah, 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 blah. Uh, Simon Sinek, you know, um, in, in the audio, he was talking about, you know, uh, how do you know? He he asked Tom Billy, how do you know your wife? How do you know you love your wife? Um, like, what are the metrics that define it? You know, um, is there something that a number or something that you could look at every day and see a change that's representative of of, of of your love for your wife? Or you can see a, an increase. Is there something that you can see or is it more of a feeling and something that you observe uh, just through following the intricacies of, 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 each person in the situation. Um, he said, how do you know that working out and exercising works? Um, you know, you can go and do a 12 hour workout and, you know, lift as heavy as you possibly can. And when you look in the mirror that day, uh, will anything be different? No. So what are the metrics? How do you know something's changing at all? You can go and, you know, lift that same weight the next day, 12 hours straight, heavy as you can, uh, has anything changed? The answer was no. There's no metric for a lot of the things that require. Uh, uh, there's there's no immediate metrics for a lot of the things that um, we want to accomplish, and it, it may seem at points and times like there there therefore is nothing happening, but it's just like working out. You give those twenty minutes increments or whether to working out or, or to proposing your love to someone every day and building a relationship with them. And things are guaranteed to happen throughout time. You look back a year from now, exercise 20 minutes every day, you will see a visceral change in your life and in your body. Um, something that, you know, because the immediate results weren't in, you wouldn't know what's happening at all. And you would never get that result if you never delayed gratification. Um, for, So for me, I look at my life like, you know, four years in, you've made you know a couple thousand obviously but really nothing major um and it seems like okay so i made two thousand a year but really if you make a million on the fifth year you've just made two hundred thousand per year if you made you know five million on the fifth year that's a million dollars per year like what type of investment makes that kind of return like no investment in reality other than investment yourself makes that kind of t- return so just because it seems on the front end like nothing's happening, that doesn't mean that anything's happening. And, you know, um, it's really, while it seems contradictory, advantageous of us for to delay gratification, usually it is, as a pattern, all great things in life, all things that Owen Cook calls high vibration. Owen Cook is a guy... Uh, A self-help guy that I look up to a lot and follow. um, And he calls good things high vibration and bad things low vibration. All things that are high vibration and low vibration follow a fixed pattern is what he says. Um, You know, it's like cookies. Um, Cookies, they give you an instant hit of dopamine up front like things of low vibration typically do. But they screw you over on the back end. You get immediate results. You get complete gratification instantly from most things that are bad for you. You know, uh, whether it be people who are immediately your friends. Careers that immediately give you money a uh, fool that immediately gives you a good feeling uh drugs give you immediate good feeling like everything that gives you immediate dopamine boosts is mostly bad for you um and I know because you know I, when I was in high school. You know, I would uh I, I fell into some weird, you know, emotional traps at times. And I would come home from school every day and I would go to the Seven Eleven, And while I was watching old Cook at the time, I would just cram like I would have like sour patches or gummy worms. And I would have either a Twix or a Butterfinger. And I would have either a Frito, uh, usually a Frito, and maybe like a Mountain Dew or something like that. And I would have that almost every day. And it always made me feel better. It always made me feel better. Um, and I would just fall pass out on the bed and go to sleep. Um, but throughout the months and the spans of time, like all low vibration does, it made me feel very good on the front end, instantly gratified. But as time goes on, it perpetuated my condition and they put me in a very bad space. I wanted to get better. I wanted, I wanted to feel a good result and, and maintain it. But everything that comes fast, goes fast. And so with time, um, I actually lost a lot of weight. Like I looked pretty sickly, but I was also like losing hair and, you know, um, uh, really extremely, extremely depressed, like, it was, it was, it was a very, 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 you know, uh, harrowing time, um, it it, it was, it was a typical time, and it was created by this environment that, you know, on the front end, makes you love it, makes you like it, instantly gratifies you, but on the back end, blows you out of control, um, just like, um, you know, um, like, drugs, you might be addicted to drugs, um, Or you might be addicted to a person. Maybe you meet a young woman or a young guy and instantly they're the best person in the world. Um, But they wait till they lock you into it, you know, to reveal to you all the traps and the vices that really are behind the scenes. Um, Amazing on the front end, extremely bad on the back end. He runs a pickup channel too. So, you know, he talks a lot about, you know, uh, low vibration in terms of people and how people interact uh, when they're, quote unquote, possessed by low vibration. Um, But, but. You know, that's a pattern that you'll see in life. Usually things that will instantly gratify you are bad. Now, if you look on the other hand, food, broccoli and tilapia might not instantly gratify you on the front end. But what does it do on the back end? It clarifies your mind throughout time. And that's something that you really have to pay attention for because it's a metric that happens with constants, not immediately. You know, it gets you in shape, to make you feel healthy, to prevent illness and disease and all these different things. Um, you know, uh, exercising... It'll do nothing for you on the front end. It'll actually hurt you and make you feel pain on the front end, you know. But on the back end, extremely beneficial. Um, You know, uh, most things follow this pattern. Um, Amazing on the front end, good on the front end. Uh, Battle, even even business, it'll drag you through the mud. Becoming the character will drag you through the mud for a very long time, and you will be in a defi- in a deficit of status, and you will go through the death valley, and people won't believe in you, and people will try to destroy you. But with time, uh, the results that you gain from it will be unlike anything that you can imagine. And so, usually, as a rule of thumb, when you sacrifice immediate status, and you sacrifice immediate gratification, when you sacrifice the first cookie. Uh, It's a pattern. It's a sign. You can look at the patterns in your own personal life that you're doing something right. And so if you feel like you don't want to, you know, go and go on to create great things and drop everything in your life and move to what you think is right and what you think, you you know, what it is you think you want to be. um, You know, take this take this as permission to do so. Uh, You know, is usually the correct move to delay the things that you want. Um. For the future, um, you know, even investing, you know, think about the the, the volatile stocks and things like that that you can on the front end, you know, you can get a quick boost of money off that. But usually, with investing, trying to get a quick boost of money, then pump and dump and things like that usually involve, you know, it results in a lot of losses. Uh, but if you hold your portfolio long term, I don't think anyone has ever in U.S. history or the world history lost it that way. Um. Unless you're just holding an individual stock that happened to go bankrupt. But that just is a completely rare scenario. Um, but yeah, you know, front end gratification is, a, is, is, is is oftentimes a bad sign. It's oftentimes of, you know, often sign that you're making uh, what is called by Lowen Cook, uh, a low vibration decision. So with that being said, I'm not going to harp too much on this podcast episode. I'll be right back to you tomorrow, with you tomorrow. Um, I do want to say, man, if you want to become a big voice in your niche or, you know, uh, in your sector of society within your demographic. Um, we have a summit called the becoming the hero summit because our community needs voice, you know, our communities need voices. They need heroes. They need, they need role models. They need, you know, father figures. Um, not like literal father figures, but like metaphorical, like a leader, you know, like my coach was a father figure to me, like leaders. Um, and, um, you know, you may think you don't have the skills or the knowledge or the personality to do it, um, but you do. You just need to know how to access that. You need to know how to supercharge your character in order to win the loyalty of the masses within your demographic. The loyalty, you know, the wallets, because you obviously, it's more, you know, if you want to become a business person, if you want to become a, if you are an entrepreneur, it's very lucrative to be a voice in your niche for obvious reasons. Um, and, and to, you know, win the adoration of the masses. Um, if you want to do that, you know, you have the skills and abilities to do it. You know, you just need to know how to supercharge who you are already um, and lean into what it is your personal gifts and personal strengths are. And so on the summit on September 28th, we teach you how exactly to do that because there are 20 to 30 entrepreneurs who are extremely influential, extremely wealthy that are coming on the summit that you know, they're basically answering if they were to start over, to lose their name, to lose their mass following, to lose all their money. How would they become somebody? How would they become a voice all over again in 30 days flat? Um, so that's what the summit, becoming the hero summit, is all about: becoming the hero of your demographic, becoming the hero of your, you know, your 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 niche, becoming the hero of your sector of society. Um, you know, and if you want to learn how to do that, then attend the summit. It's going to be amazing. It's going to blow you away. Uh, it'll be September 28th. It'll be four days of summit. And then after it's gone, it is gone. Uh, you know, it may be gone forever. And so attend the summit on September 28th. The way I want you to do that is I want you to go below and I want you to join the clubhouse that we have. Okay. Um, we may unveil the summit over Clubhouse I'm not entirely sure but go down and join Clubhouse below you'll get all the updates about the summit on there that being said rate subscribe and review this podcast I appreciate you so much for listening it's Talis Prater the voice of this podcast and uh, be a hero I'll see you in the next one peace out